welcome church, New Heart, Foursquare Church, how we are. We're going to worship this morning, we're going to praise the Lord, and I want you to sing along with me, and this is one of my favorite songs, it's called, Lord, I Need You. Come on now, sing with me now. Lord, I come, and I confess, I'm bowing here, I find rest. Without you, I fall apart, cause you're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I, Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour I need you, you're my one. Temptation comes our way. I can't stand and I'll fall for you. Jesus, you're my hope to stay. All right, come on now, come on, here we go. Praise the Lord, saints. Don't we need the Lord? Every hour we need the Lord. He's so good to us. Praise the Lord and welcome to New Heart Foursquare Church. We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to have a time of refreshing as we come before the Lord and offer praise unto Him. According to Acts 3.19, it says that we have a time of refreshing in the Lord. And, you know, in the Old Testament, the kings and the priests, they would 
invite uh, a minstrel to come alongside them, and as he played, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon them. And so we're going to have uh, Ron sing some more songs in a little bit so that the Spirit of the Lord can come upon us. You know, King David uh, ministered to King Saul, uh, well, well, when David was a shepherd boy, ministered to King Saul when he had a troubled spirit. Uh, and so if we have any kind of troubled spirit now, I know we know what to do to trust in the Lord, but it's nice just to feel the presence of the Lord and to enter into His presence. The Bible says it's a good thing to give praise unto the Lord. Amen? It says praise is comely for the upright, and that means beautiful. That means it's beautiful. God thinks it's beautiful when we worship Him, and He's looking for those. Jesus said, the Father seeketh those that worship Him in spirit and in truth. Isn't that nice to know? So God is looking for you. You don't have to look for Him. When you praise Him, He comes, and He inhabits the praises of His people. And when He comes, the Bible says that in His presence is fullness of joy. So we're going to take that time out today to enter into His presence. The Bible says, enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. So we're going to have Charles come up and give us some announcements about what's happening at New Heart Foursquare while we're not meeting together, but things are happening. And then uh, we're going to have Ron come back up and sing a couple of songs for us, Our God and How Great Is Our God. And then I'm going to give you some words of encouragement on how to worship the Lord, and we're going to have a blessed time today. So stay tuned, and uh, here comes my son. Well, hello, church. It's so good to see you all again. Uh, we are uh, just really enjoying this time where we're able to broadcast to you. Uh, we're just reaching so many more people through Facebook and through Instagram. Um, we just wanted to give you a couple of announcements. One, you know, we are talking about what it's going to look like when we are able to open up uh, our church. We're talking about how we can uh, stagger the chairs, do two by two so different families can be together and still be six feet apart. We're talking about, um, I'm, I'm doing research on what the projections are, what, what the local church is going to look like when we do get the opportunity to open up. One of the things you can be sharing with your friends is that a lot of people are going to be viewing smaller as safer. And we, have the, we are very fortunate in that we own our own building and uh, we are small. We are a small church. And this virtual reality, this virtual church is good for a time, for a temporary period uh, while we're not able to meet. But it doesn't replace uh, the importance of gathering together as believers um, at some point in time. So it's just really important that we stay faithful to our own local congregation because church is in the relationships that we all have with each other the fact that we all know each other, that we all support each other, that we're all there for each other, that we all help each other uh, whenever we need help, and that we all keep each other accountable. That's the importance of gathering together as a local church. So while we are in virtual reality for a time, it won't be for forever, and we'll be able to gather again soon, and we'll keep you updated on when that time is. Uh, another thing I just wanted to mention, the youth uh, or the broadcast that Sully does uh, on Sunday at 1130, I also want to mention the content is available and it's uh, um, appropriate for young adults too. So if you have young adults in your life who want to tune in on uh, Instagram at 1130 for uh, Sully's message, that would be amazing if you could invite them for that. Also the elementary, oh, and then today the youth are talking and the young adults are talking about the topic of defeat your giant um, and how in our covenant, in our blood covenant that we have with Jesus Christ, 
um, we can defeat whatever supposed giants the world puts in our, in our path uh, because we are giants in Jesus. Uh, the elementary and the toddlers, Margaret's going to be teaching both of them today at 1130 on Facebook, are going to be, uh, she's going to be teaching on faith in the Super Kids Academy. Uh, and then also, I just wanted to share youth camp. I didn't get a chance to tell you last uh, week, youth camp um, is going to be July 1st through 4th. But uh, the thing about youth camp that I forgot to tell you is that it's going to be on Foursquare. It's going to be talking all about why we are Foursquare, how we got started, what that's all about, what we believe in, our history. Um, so you don't want your youth to miss that because it's going to be so important for them in their identity, you know, as part of this denomination and in Christ. So um, please put that on your calendars, and we'll update you on whether or not it'll be in person or, or it'll be a virtual camp. And then um, also I wanted to tell you that uh, Choices, a lot of you know about Choices. It's a pregnancy clinic in our, uh, in our area that we've supported through the Baby Bottle campaign in the past, is having a virtual event uh, on May 28th from 6 to 7 p.m. They're going to have uh, an, the actress... Sarah Hernandez, who starred in the movie Unplanned, is going to be there and share a little bit about uh, what she's doing. She's an actress and a pro-life advocate, uh, so you want to tune into that. We'll be making sure that you get the link to attend and participate in that event. It is $10 to attend, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's something that you can do with your family at this time. You know, you can't go out of the house, but at least uh, you can uh, participate in a virtual event, so we'll give you more of those details as things, as time progresses before May 28th. And then lastly, if you want to donate, uh, again, you can donate online. It's New Heart for You, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com, and click Give Online, and you'll be able to donate your tithes or your offerings. You can also mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. And then on the website, you can also listen to the audio of my dad's sermon after. It usually is posted around noon. And you just click media for that. Or you can go back to our Facebook page and watch the entire service afterwards. So I just, church, we love you all. We want you to stay safe and healthy. And we are so looking forward to the time when we can start meeting again. And one of the things about when we meet again, we do have a lot of folks in our congregation who are at risk. So we plan on continuing to broadcast via Facebook. And uh, so that way, anyone who's older who would like to stay home for a little while longer is able to do that. I know my dad, uh, thankfully, is finished with his treatments. Uh, but it would be really important that we also keep our distance uh, from my dad. He loves you. We all love you. We don't want to hurt your feelings. But uh, we want to make sure he's safe and healthy because he's at greater risk um, in terms of his age and in terms of having had chemo last summer and uh, being in remission from cancer. So I uh, just wanted to make you all aware of that, and I hope you all have a great rest of the week. Thanks. Bye. There's a song called Our God. Sing along if you know.
stand against us, for God is with us. He's with us all the time, that's right. We just need to be there and worship our God.
This is a great song by one of my favorite artists in the Christian world, Chris Tomlin. How great is our God.
good to remember how great is our God. No matter what you're facing, God is greater than anything that you're experiencing, and he's able to come and deliver us and set us free. Thank you, Ron, for ushering, ushering us into the presence of the Lord. And I want to talk just a little bit about how people worship in the Bible. And I'm going to look at a passage of Scripture. If you want to turn there in Matthew 21, and Luke 19, there is a uh, depiction of how God uh, views and looks at the worship of those that are coming before him. We're going to look at who's worshiping God, how they're worshiping him, and why they're worshiping him. So let's uh, look in the Bible in Matthew chapter 21. And you know, in the Bible, in the Gospels, a lot of people ask, why are some uh, depictions of what happened different than others that the same, uh, that a different writer depicted the same event? Well, in between the differences, in the comparisons, you're going to find out how God is speaking to us and how God wants us to really dig into him and worship him for who he is. So let's look at this in Matthew well, before I do that, I want to tell you, you know, the Gospels were written, you know, 20, 30, some 40 years after Christ has died. And so they're remembering as the Holy Spirit is prompting them. And they are written for a different period, a different, uh, different people and for a different aspect of what Jesus was doing. For instance, in Matthew, it was written to the Jews and it was to show that Jesus was the Messiah, he was in the line of David, and he is king of the Jews. In Mark, we find out that it was for the Jews and the non-Jews in Rome, and what they were doing, what he was doing is showing that Jesus was a servant of God, and so there's a lot of action, there's a lot of movement. He's going from place to place, a lot of miracles to show that Jesus was a servant of God. And then we look at Luke. Luke now was a doctor. He's very detailed. And so we see that it was written to the Greeks, and it was for knowledge, so that they would have knowledge of the chronological events of Jesus. And finally, in John, John was written to a broader audience, and it was to show that Jesus, yes, was the Son of God. So let's look at this in Matthew 21. Uh, are you ready for this? It says, and a very great multitude. And right there, I'm going to show you something. It says a great multitude. And we're going to see that all of these people didn't know that Jesus was 
the Messiah. They just kind of gathered together as a crowd was moving. You've heard of a mob mentality or a, cro- a crowd mentality. And so I was looking that up last night. And uh, just to give you an idea, have you ever been to a play and you thought it was okay, but everybody st- st- kind of stood up and started clapping. So you st- stand up and clap because you just want to be a part of what's happening. You kind of give up yourself and you want to be part of the crowd. So that's kind of what was happening here. A lot of people were, were coming just because there was a crowd. Uh, to describe it a different way, have you ever been to a bike race and you see all these people lining the streets? And so you go line the streets, say, what's, what's happening here? Uh, it's a bike race. And so a lot of people were gathering together. In fact, they're going to say at the end of this uh, scripture, this passage, they're going to say, who is this? Who, 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 who is this person? They're going to have to say, it's the prophet. Jesus is the prophet from Galilee. So let's look at this. So it says, and a very great multitude uh, th- threw garments in the way. They were throwing their cloaks down, their, their clothes. They, it, was, it was shown as a honoring a king, honoring someone that was worthy of glory and honor. So they were spreading down their garments. However, others were throwing down palm trees. Now, what was that signifying? That was signifying that they wanted Jesus to do something for them. They were looking for him to deliver them out of the tyranny of Rome. They wanted him to deliver them just like Moses delivered the children of Israel from the Egyptians, just like David delivered the Israelites out of the out of the clutches of the uh, Philistines. So, too, did they want Jesus to deliver them. So they had a purpose. They had a motive in worshiping the Lord. And so let's go on. And so they strawed them in the way in Matthew 21, verse 8, then 29, uh, verse 9. And the multitudes that went before and that followed, crying, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, they were quoting uh, Old Testament scripture in, uh, uh, I, I can't remember exactly where it is, but they were quoting Psalms uh, 118 verse, let me look it up here, 118 verse 26. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. But now, a uh, he is kind of an impersonal uh, pronoun. It's kind of impersonal because you don't know the person. Blessed is he. You don't say that about a king. Well, here she comes. No, you said, here comes the queen. So they were showing that they didn't really know Jesus that well. So when they came to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet. They didn't say he was the king. They said he was a prophet. But we know that he was a king. Now, let's look at Luke verse uh, chapter 19. And we're going to see a little difference here, and we're going to get more detailed, and we're going to find out what Luke was trying to portray. And actually, the Holy Spirit was trying to tell us. So in Luke 9, verse 36, it says, And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. And if you notice, there's no mention of psalms or of of palms in this. Isn't that interesting? They didn't mention palms because he was trying to show that they were honoring the king. They were giving glory to the God Almighty. And in verse 37, and when he was come near, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God. So here they were saying there were multitudes, but they were the disciples that were causing the commotion. They were, as it says right here, began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice 
for all the mighty works that they had seen. They were praising him because they saw him heal uh, the sick, give sight to the blind, uh, cause the lame to walk, to raise the dead. They were praising him for who he was, and there was the multitude of disciples. And in verse 38, it says, blessed be the king. No longer just he, it was the king, king of glory that came in the name of the Lord. And then they said, peace in heaven and glory in the, high, in the highest. The, in previous uh, scripture, in Matthew, it talks about him. They said, Hosanna means save us now. They wanted him to save us. So here we see two groups of people. In Matthew, we see one group that praises God for what he's going to do. In Luke, we see another group who only praise God for who he is. In Matthew, we see one group call him a prophet because they didn't know him. But in Luke, they call him the king because they knew who he was. In one group, in Matthew, they, they, they praised him because they wanted to see him do something. And in Luke, they praised him for what he has already done. So we're going to look at this real quick on the how, the who, and the why people worship. So the how, we saw one people spreading their garments because they were honoring the king of who he was. The others were honoring him because they wanted to see him do something. Now, let, let's bring it personal. When we come to church, do we just worship God for who he is, or do we want him to do something for us? And if he doesn't do something for us, well, we just can't raise our hands. We just can't worship him because we want him to do something and move on our behalf. So we have to know that he is God, whether we get what we want right away or not. We still praise him. And, you know, when we praise him, things seem to happen. So we have to praise him despite what we see him do in our life. The how is because we worship him uh, in spirit and in truth. The who, we know it was the disciples who knew him, and they were called him king. They were quoting the Old Testament scripture, blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. So they knew scripture, but they didn't know him. So when you read the Bible, are you looking just to know scripture, or do you want to know the person that actually wrote that scripture, the person that actually stands behind his promises? Can I get an amen? Hey, there's a God that says, I'm making a promise to you, and so we have to believe him. The apostle Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. Isn't that nice to know that, that, that we have a God that can back his promises? So we have to know that. And the why? Because of the mighty works that we've seen him do, because of what he did. He raised the dead. He, 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 he was there when they needed him. Now, is he there when you need him? Can you say that I know him because I saw him when I was on the unemployment line? I saw him when I went to the bank and I didn't have any money. Was he there when you went to the hospital and the doctor gave you a bad report? Was he there to deliver you and help you? So that the why is because you've seen him do such great, such great and mighty works. He will make a way. He will heal your body. He will open up closed doors. He will meet your needs. He'll answer your prayers. I've seen God help me out so I can come to the church and say, I worship you, Lord God, for who you are. I worship you, Lord, because of what you have done. And I worship you because you are God all by yourself. So the Bible says to worship. Worship means to kiss the hand. To, that's extended. You, you kiss his hand. It means to fall upon your knees and touch the ground with your forehead. That means to bow before him. In Psalms 95, 
It says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with singing. Let us shout joyfully to the Lord. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Amen? So I wanted this to be a time of refreshing. Uh, Ron's going to come up and sing a couple more songs to us. He's going to sing, uh, build, my, build My Life and Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. So let's welcome him. God bless you. We will see you again. And we thank you for all that you're doing, all the support that you've given us while we are not able to meet. So praise the Lord. Let's worship.
living home in your presence, Lord. Come on, get in his presence here. I've tasted and seen the sweetest of loves. Oh, 
Leibgehetzen. 